so we talked last time about Hezekiah. We had we had a couple of stories about Hezekiah, right? What was the last story we had about Hezekiah? No, he got sick. He got sick, and then what did he do? He prayed to the Lord. And what did God do? He did. He made him better. Close. 15 years longer. Yep, but he gave him a sign of that too, where he made the the shadow on the sundial turn backwards, be like turning the clock back. He must have made the sun like move in the sky. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he just made the sundial shadow move in some weird way without doing that. I don't really know. Anyway, so Hezekiah's son, Manasseh, was the next king. And he was 12 years old when he began to reign. Now remember, Hezekiah was like tied with David for the best king in the history of Israel and Judah. Really, really good. Really faithful. He did everything to the Lord with all his heart. He got rid of all the false worship, not only of false gods, but also the false ways that people worshiped the true God. Manasseh was not like that. Manasseh was the wickedest king that Judah ever had. And he also reigned for a really long time, for 55 years. And here are some of the things he did. He rebuilt the high places that his father had broken down. And then he built the altars to Baal and to the Asherah that Hezekiah had gotten rid of. He even built altars to the false gods in the temple of the Lord of which the Lord had said, in Jerusalem shall my name be forever. He built altars for all the host of heaven. That means like some of the people who worship false gods would worship like the sun and the moon and the stars, you know, stupid things like that, right? Yeah, idol worship is always stupid, but some seems even particularly more stupid than others, like when people do things like that, right? And he even burned his sons as offerings to false gods. Yeah, which was one of the things that some of the false gods around the people of Israel did. Yes, Samara. That reminds me of, because like the blood pot, of there's an animal that suits out blood from its eyes. True. That's crazy. Yeah. He also used fortune telling and omens and sorcery and dealt with mediums. Remember like the, uh, is it like a witch who tries to like talk to the dead? That was like when Saul went to go talk to the medium of Endor. And necromancers, that's people who claim to be able to, uh, to like raise dead corpses. And those people are always either liars or uh, they're getting power from the devil. So like, all of the bad things that we have ever heard about any of the kings of Israel and Judah doing before, Manasseh did all of them and for a very long time. He did so much evil, provoking the Lord to anger and making these false gods, etc., that uh, God judged him. And he told him, uh, he had, he, oh, I skipped a part, hold on. He, the, the carved image of the idol that he made, he set in the house of God. And then he also led all of the inhabitants of Judah and Jeru Jerusalem astray to worship false gods. That's one of the worst things he did. Not only did he worship all those false gods, but he made all the people to worship false gods. Well, then the he Lord spoke. Well, he led them to. He taught them to. Remember how Hezekiah and those people taught to be able to worship the true God? Manasseh led them to worship false gods. 
So the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they paid no attention. They didn't listen to the Lord. Therefore, the Lord brought against them an army from the king of Assyria who captured Manasseh and bound him with hooks and chains and brought him to Babylon as a prisoner. And when he was in pain and distress, he turned to the Lord and he humbled himself and repented. And he prayed to God and God listened to him and brought him back to Jerusalem. So what do you think happened next? He brought he him. You think, you think he did more bad things? He did turn to the Lord. This is one of the craziest, this is one of the craziest stories in the Bible. He was the worst king ever for like 53 years. And then he repented. So you might think, if he was so bad, why would God let him go on as a king for 53 years and do all those bad things? So he could repent. There's a passage in the New Testament that says that the patience of the Lord is meant to lead you to repentance. See, here's what will happen sometimes. People will be doing wicked things and nothing will happen, nothing will happen. You know, they won't get in trouble. They won't, they won't be like, they won't die. You know, God won't judge them in any way that they can tell. And they'll think that that means that they're fine. They'll think, oh, that, you know, that means God isn't really there. Or that means he's okay with what I'm doing. But that passage says, don't you know? That God's patience is meant to lead you to repentance. He's given you time. Because once you die, there's no more time. And if you die as an unbeliever, you're going to go to hell. You're not going to go to heaven. But God very much wants everyone to come to repentance and to believe in him and go to heaven. And Manasseh did. So when he came back, he repented. He knew that the Lord was God, the only God. And he built an outer wall for the city of David and he strengthened the army, and he strengthened the wall of the city, and he took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord that he had made, and all the altars to the false gods, and he threw them outside the city, and he restored the altar of God and offered on it the sacrifices of peace offerings and thanksgiving as he was supposed to do, and he commanded the people to follow the Lord, but they didn't entirely. So there is still some consequence. He undoubtedly brought some of them back, but you see there's still a, a consequence for all those years of wickedness, and that is that he led a lot of people astray. And there'll be another one, too, that we'll see in a second. So uh, he died, and he slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his house. So be with his fathers. Remember, that means he was buried with the other kings, and also it's a reminder about how he went to go to be with his people, that is, believers. And then Ammon, his son, oh, reigned in his place. Now, do you, yeah, do you think that his son... No. Is likely to be a good king or a bad king? Bad. Why? Because you just said. Yeah. We find a punishment. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Manasseh sounded like a good dad? No. He sounded like the worst dad ever. <laughs> well, sure, but you know, you never know for sure, right? You can have people who are very good parents, and their and their children don't listen to them. You can also have it be the case that you have a parent who really loves their kids and is a believer themselves, but they don't. Maybe they don't do the best job disciplining their children. And that can lead to consequences. Take David, for instance. Now, we don't know. I'm not saying this was David's fault. But uh, he had issues with a couple of his kids. Remember that one? No, the Bible does not, the Bible does not say that. Like, in, and the issue with Absalom and Ammon was when those kids were grown-ups, right? So, like, there were issues there, but it had more to do with Dave, like the conflict of David's 
being a dad versus being the king. He missed, there was a miscarriage of his duty in terms of what he should have done for justice as a king. But that doesn't mean he didn't discipline them when they were kids. We don't know anything about that. Well, I mean, if you're just a dad, it's not your duty to punish, like, put your son to death for committing no, a crime. Punish him, do something. When, you're, when your kid is a grown adult, it is not your duty to punish your son. When you're the king, it Rachel, is. Do you want mom to come <laughs> and give you a spanking or dad? <laughs> No, Rachel, that's not how you do it. Now, you might argue, I don't know, I don't know. There, an argument might be able to be made that he wasn't, like, out of his house yet. I don't know. But he was certainly in a grown-up, at least to some extent. So, anyway. So, yeah, we don't know. I mean, a, what a lot of this probably comes down to is often more having to do with their moms. Because a lot of times those kings didn't maybe have the most time with their sons. Maybe just because they were so busy. Maybe they should have. Wasn't spent David more time. going off to war all the time? He was, yeah. David also he, was had he also had way too many kids because he had true. way too many wives. Wait, so that's part of the problem. I don't know, but a lot, because he had lot. too many. Having a lot of kids can be great, but, like, he had a ton because he had way too many wives instead of having just one wife. And he probably didn't, uh, you know, have the Maybe time. Solomon did have even more, yeah. yeah. Like and Solomon's life. son was the worst. Solomon was great. You can tell that David, apparently, or Bathsheba, or both, did a great job raising Solomon. When Solomon went astray later, it was because of his foreign wives, and not, be, and not because of what happened before. But anyway, the point is, Manasseh sounds like a terrible dad. He literally killed some of his own children, and sacrifices to false gods, and taught the whole country worshiped false gods, probably his kids too. And unfortunately, that led to his son being wicked. Even though Manasseh turned and trusted in the Lord, his son Ammon, his son Ammon did not. So Ammon was wicked, but he didn't reign for very long. He only reigned for two years in Jerusalem, and he did a lot of wickedness. He brought back all the false worship and all the false idols, and he incurred more and more guilt. And then his servants conspired against him and put him to death. But then the people of the land killed the people who had killed him. Because even though that guy was bad and deserved to die, wow. the people should not have killed that guy because that's still treason. That sucks. Bad stuff happens. God was bringing that judgment to, as a reminder. Like You can see when, 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 the, when the kingdom of Judah had people, kings that trusted in the Lord, things went really well for Judah. And when they did not... Things did not go well for Judah. I'm guessing, honey, that those people who kept the things in Judah out of goodness in their heart. No, they didn't. They probably didn't do it because they were like, hey, you're not teaching us to worship the true God. They did it because he was a bad king in other ways, probably, or they didn't like or him. Or they just wanted to seize power. Or they wanted to seize power, yeah. Yep. So I told you, that, that's the end of our, our story for tonight, but just a quick preview. I told you last time that I thought Hezekiah was the might have been the last good king of Judah. I was wrong. I was forgetting about a guy. So we get to hear about one more good king. Manasseh, I do not count as a good king, even though he died as a believer and went to heaven. And that's wonderful and a testament to Jesus' grace, right? That somebody could do all those wicked things for such a long time and they could still go to heaven. Well, it shows you that we don't go to heaven because of what we do, but only because of Jesus and his forgiveness. But we do get one more good king. And his name will be Josiah.
Oh, I was right. Oh, yeah. I was guessing it was Josiah. Josiah. I we thought about Josiah as a name for for baby. Yeah. Yes.